And I just hit record. As did I. I'm going to count my three, two, one. You go ahead. Three, two, one. <sighs> all right, cool. Um, turns out I don't use those other weird slates at all. Oh, you don't use those. I like well, I that. Just sort I like of, counting for you. I just sort of look at our first conversation and make sure we're not talking over each other. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, this works. <laughs> yeah, it sounds easy. I like overcomplicating things, though. Yeah, and I think our setup right now makes that easy. Yeah, absolutely. I think the fact that you Which have a awesome. microphone pressed into your forehead. Yeah, uh, well, it's, I, I have to have it high because I don't have a, a good windscreen. So if it's not above me... You're going to have all kind of spikes and yeah. peaks. And, oh, yeah. And I got hot breath. I got hot breath. Everyone knows that. I run hot. You got hot, those, those you know? popping sibilance. 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 One, two. Pop. Sibilance. Plosive. Sibilance. Pop, pop, pop. Plosive. Oh, yeah. I'm a popsman. My, my mouth is like pop rocks. You better watch out, dude, because I'm just spitting fire. Boom, 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 boom. Bing. We, we, str higher pitch. <laughs> we struggled a minute ago to get this uh, video chat working so we can actually see each other as we record yeah. this and hear each other. And we're both recording on our, our Zooms. <clears throat> but I was going to say, it bothers me so bad. I ended up restarting my computer and then it worked. And I hate that. Yeah, well, that's the Apple mentality. That's not unique Turn to Apple. Turn it off Apple. and on again. That, not at all. It's, it's, it's unique to Apple. Don't that's you lie to me. That's all computers. Did you try unplugging no. it and plugging it back in? That's it's strictly it's strictly an Apple thing. As a Let's see. Have you, I'm going to type in, have you tried turning it on and on, on and off again? Uh, well, it, probably the IT crowd will come up, won't it? Yeah, I, I mean. Did you ever watch that show? I've, I've seen an show. episode or two. Have you it tried did not resonate with me. On and off again. I hope the first picture I see is a Mac. Yeah, well, it's it's IT crowd. It's it's the it crowd. I'm just Darn I'm it. just frustrated. I I know how how things work. I know how computer language works, and the fact that it would work, it would not work, and then if you restart, the same like code does work. I find that infuriating. Yeah. We should develop a computer. This is what I've been saying. I've been saying it too. The Hardy and Sons we, laptop. Yes, and, and we we strictly run the Hardy's grades for our uh, coding. We're doing C plus plus. Nice. Uh, which is which is a B because they're B students. Okay, they're not A students. These are definitely B rate people. That was a computer coding joke. Look yeah, at Frank's us. definitely a B student. He doesn't pay attention. He won't he won't listen <laughs> in class unless Callie Shaw smiles at him. <laughs> Yeah, wait. I think he like does one of these things where he has to point at him, like you look at me. Like I have my cousin's child. For him to be happy, you have to watch him play. Like he can't go out and play and be happy. He's like, hey, watch me play. And it's like, I seriously have to sit here and watch you. Like I can't play either. He's like, no, you have to watch. Yeah, me. and if you look That's away, how Frank is with school. Yeah, then he, then he's angry at you. Then he can't have a good time, and he throws a hissy fit. I'm like, how old are you, Gabriel? He collapses in a You're heap seven. on the grass next to Callie Shaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the collapse on the grass is my favorite thing of last chapter. Just the belly flop under the grass. Speaking of collapsing, how are you, David? Fantastic. I am fantastic. We've been having 90-degree weather. Do you uh, like the heat? It's a, 
I'm a heat's man. Oh. Did you not know this? Oh, I love the heat. I, I, I like when humidity hugs me. It's like a warm blanket thrown across me. I'm, at all times, I'm cold. Like, you, you can't feel me right now, but if you felt my hands, they're freezing, John. Well, you know... They're so cold. You know that you own your house and can adjust... The, the thermostat. thermostat. Yeah, you can you can affect <laughs> you're gonna, you're the gonna, climate. You're gonna think I'm crazy. It's already at 75, and I'm still cold. I mean, yeah, I understand that, but you could also set it to 76, maybe even <sighs> yeah. 78. And Ooh, 78. That that is a good temperature to do me. Do you have 78? Where it's you at. don't have roommates, do you? No. Yeah. So I could, I could, I could have it at seventy-eight at you all times. You have no one to answer That's... to. <laughs> Why would you make your house anything other to than be comfortable? Honest, it's it's because I like to wear uh, snuggies. I'm a snuggies man. I have a South Park snuggie that I enjoy to wear. And I was just at Keith's. Keith Mays, our one and only listener besides Brett Hoy, and uh, well, one of five. Yeah. Shout out to Keith Mays. But I was at his house wearing my South Park onesie. And as soon as I put it on, because we were having a bad boys marathon watching one through three, he just goes, I hate you. Uh, and that's just the response you get when you wear a Snuggie. People get jealous. I understand. Yeah. So I, I can't wear it right now because I don't want you getting jealous. I don't want to cause uh, furious anger. I would from not you, be jealous. I, I, so. My house. Are you going to be a jealous? No, my, my house right now is seventy-two degrees, maybe even seventy-one. Yeah, you be crazy. But that's crazy to me. Just because I can, I'm looking out the window and I can see that it's like ninety degrees out there. Even though, oh, yeah, even baby. though I'm fine here, I don't want to think about a snuggie <laughs> when I can see somewhere where it's ninety. Like, I I would much rather have it snow every day. I would rather You're never insane. have the temperature go above 42. That's... Oh, my God. You're a crazy person. Because you can always put on a jacket and you're... you're f- you can always take off a jacket. No, at a point, you're just hot. <laughs> you can be naked in 100-degree weather and you'll still be hot. And Not if you're in the water. But then, okay, not but if then you're it's in a not 100 degrees. You're in, you're in 70-degree water. Yeah, but then when I get out of the 70-degree water, I want to immediately be warm again. Otherwise, I'm cold, and I, I, get, I get too, too, uh, too uh, uh, perky uh, and, to where it hurts. And I understand all that. <laughs> My issue with the heat is that I woke up this morning, and I took a shower, and I felt, I yeah. felt great, David. As one I should. Was, That's what I showers are for. I was ready for my weekend, feeling, feeling great. It, are you a cold shower dude? I did almost two years of taking a cold shower every single day. Uh, yeah. When we were in uh, Minneapolis together, I was waking up oh, and yeah, taking yeah. cold showers every day. Uh, that was like almost two years in. Uh, and then that fall, when I went to Burkina Faso in Africa, there were yeah. no showers. And so that <laughs> broke my streak. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why am I living like this? But I'm, I'm clean. I'm fresh right now. And I hate the the idea that if I wanted to go out to my car and get something, I'm gonna break a sweat. And showers oh, yeah. negate it. I, I yeah. don't understand how you could prefer this weather. I like that. I like getting a little clammy from time to time. And I'll tell you why, Sean, because I am a user of this wonderful soap. Okay. Oh, 
And <laughs> here we, here we Don't go. You here we go me. Sponsored segment. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna give a a quick shout out, and you know. I have to stall for a second because I love this soap, but Lord have mercy, I can't think of what it's, it's called. It's going to be like suave. It's going to be like the most generic. It's, <laughs> it's not, no, it's not It's not suave. I swear is it. I swear it that it's not suave. Irish spring bars of soap? It's, it's, it's custom soap. You have custom this, soap? I, I have a soap. <laughs> a soapman? Well, this, is a, this is an odd sentence to say. I have a soap subscription. To a company called Dr. Squatch. And the thing is, if you watch the commercials, you're going to be like, oh, clearly David has a subscription to these people. These people seem like turds. Dr. Squatch? Uh, Dr. Squatch. Like, like a, a Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Okay, I see this here. Yeah. And it is just, it's homemade. Okay? It's organic. There's no chemicals in it that's bad for you. Some of it's got oatmeal. Some of it's got yogurt. They got pine tar. They got all these delicious smells. Sean, it's... I don't know if you know this about me, but I see your face. You look disturbed. I'm a lotionsman, and after I wash my hands, I have to lotion, okay? It just dries me out because most soap is essentially just, like, detergent. It just disgustingly dries me out. So I have to use some kind of lotion. With Dr. Squatch, I feel like I'm pre-lotioned. I come out feeling great. I like washing my face with it as much as I can use it. You know, that's what I like. So... I searched for Dr. Squatch. And I'm afraid of what you find. I, I sent you a photo. I just texted you my screen. Um, but the first two things are Dr. Squatch. They seem like good natural soap. But for whatever reason, the third suggestion is an Etsy store. And the item oh, no. is called Fetus Soap. And no. <laughs> do you oh, no. see? It's like a bar oh, of no. soap with a fetus uh, in it. Oh, oh, oh. Why is this? Why, why? Why is this a thing? Ew. That is so gross. This is so sad. Uh. Oh, oh, oh. Now I'm on Etsy. I'm, I'm, I just entered the fetus soap like world category. Yeah. <laughs> and there are some weird soaps here. Ew. <laughs> Oh, oh, this one's all sudsy. Ew. This is. Why is this a thing? This is worse Party than and Jenny. Sons brought to you by fetus soap. <laughs> fetus soap. They they were not what? subtle at all with the brand no. name. This is what it is. It. I mean, this this one just looks like a orange water balloon with the. Essentially, just the floating fetus inside of it. Well, I will tell you here: the embedded fetus is made from goat's milk soap, and the outer embryonic oh, sac portion is made up of melt and pour clear glycerin soap. That is, uh, that sounds like a good soap. I'll give them that. That sounds like a great soap. This, um, this ruined my could day. You put, could you put something else besides a fetus inside of that? I don't know if you're this on the Etsy gross. page, but there's a $4,000 bar that yeah, looks I like Slimer. Say, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I'm looking at right now. <laughs> this is... Uh, I've... Uh, I kind of just want to shut it down today, man. Like, end of episode. And with, with that... And on fetus out. The boys just couldn't take it. <laughs> Oh, 
this one is gross. The boys this had an emotional like, crisis. Yeah. The, the boys saw too many bars of fetus. I don't even think you wash your hands with this one. This is just, it's just called fetus. Just Etsy, the term fetus by baby creatures. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm they looking got at it. five stars. It's horrifying. Oh my God. The person who makes it, the shop owner looks, uh, oh no, crazy eyes, crazy eyes, I, red flag. I don't want to click. I clicked. Oh God. All right. Oh I'm leaving. Goodness. I'm leaving Etsy. Oh, <laughs> oh, David. But there's just a cute turtle. It's like there's one cute turtle surrounded by all these like baby <laughs> ET looking sack like creatures. Oh, God. This one looks like Benjamin Button. What is a, oh. a sack like creature? <laughs> it's it's a wrinkly. Uh, a a uh, wrinkly okay. skinned creature. That's the 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 only way I can describe I it. I don't know if this has been good or bad for Dr. Squatch. Um but, <laughs> but they are welcome to give us a call with with yeah. the outpouring of orders they're they're about to get. They're just gonna get a bunch of emails asking, Are you the ones with the fetus soap? Yeah, I don't see the fetus soap <laughs> on your website. And they're like, No, sorry. I hear it's made with natural placenta. It's uh something that Tom Cruise really enjoys. <laughs> he just eats he eats the Dr. Squatch bars. <laughs> yeah, I don't wanna What have we become? I, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the the addition of us having the internet. Like yeah. we have historically not used the internet during our episodes, and that's why we have to speculate on what inflation was, and like you know what is five dollars now compared to what it was then. Uh, but yeah. now the floodgates are open, and this is our second <laughs> rabbit hole in a row. Yeah, this is a deep rabbit hole too. I am, I'm upset and also happy that we found fetus soap. Well, now I'm just looking at Dr. Squatch. Yeah, it's fantastic. The Squatch bars are so good. See, I'm a body wash kind of guy. I'm I'm a washcloth, pour <clears throat> some soap into a washcloth, and, and lather me up. Yeah. That's a, that's a good uh, good thing to be. I'm not crazy on body wash. I've always been... I like a bar of soap. It just feels good. It's it's traditional. It's It's easier for me to... To get under the you armpits. You put the whole bar and... under your arm. Oh yeah. See, see, to me. Yeah, I'm a heathen. No, that I mean, <laughs> I mean that's fine. But for me, yeah. I like the idea of because like a bar is a flat surface, and you're not going to get all the nooks. You're not going to ride all the curves of our of our curvy feminine bodies. I. Oh yeah, that's that's very but true. A, a Unless washcloth. You ju- yeah, you use only in an edge of it, and you create a bevel. You know, you're shaping the soap in the shower. See, but the idea of a washcloth adds adds a gentle exfoliation. It adds mm. it adds that contour that's going to to lovably hug the nooks and the crannies, the nooks, yeah, crannies, yeah, and curves. Yeah, the edges. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you got to get the crannies, curves, and edges. Otherwise, you're going to get buildup. I get that. But I see that Doctor Squatch just... does have. Liquid soaps as well. Oh, I didn't even know that. Maybe I'll have to dive oh. in. I was using Dr. B's for a while. That I like Dr. Pure B's, Castile actually. soap. That's a good time. Yeah. 
Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Here we go. Several years ago, we were having a podcast about a book series. <laughs> it wasn't just Sean and David surf the internet. I don't remember that time. Sean and David's <laughs> internet rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> we're helping the people. They got to learn. We're teaching them. You know, I feel like we could have a a side podcast which would be a video podcast where we'd have to do like a Zoom call and record both our video and our screens. And I yeah. think we could just follow these rabbit holes. I mean, just... Just tangent hour. What, what do they call the like hidden part of America? There's like a, a name for this. Help me. Deep, the deep hidden state. Parts? Deep state. Deep state. Okay. Yeah, like, like yeah. This, this whole conspiracy and like this group. Yeah, okay. I want to explore the deep state of Etsy. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I, I would like to see yeah. what's out there. What are we missing that, I would that's waiting for us? love, love on that. On the dark side of Etsy. The dark, ooh, that's a good title. Dark side of Etsy. A podcast like this may already exist. But not with our you know refined what? sense of style and conversation. Exactly. I was going to say, anything you can think of, it already exists, unfortunately. Take it from me. I'm an ideas man that gets really angry when I come up with something stupid. Actually, the tie, Sean. The tie does not exist. That's true. That's the one thing that I think does not exist in this universe is the uh, big mouth Billy Bass singing bow tie. The fact that we are no, not, not even the a only tie. Hardy Boys podcast. That's just ridiculous. We should be. It, it, we should be. Um, I believe, though, our friends at the Hardy Boys Drink Book podcast uh, yeah. have not uploaded an episode since December. Oh, they did one in December, so they still are active. Well, they did episode 19 in September. Ah. And that was their first episode since August. Yeah. These guys just don't drink a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a very random uh, time for them to drink. And several of their episodes are Nancy Drew episodes. Yeah, that's not even, that's not even Hardy Boys. Come on. So we we were gonna do that at one point, uh, do a comparison between the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew, and I, I think we could. But the problem is, these books deserve so much attention. They deserve and love everything. That yeah. To summarize some, like even this comparison, which we have not yet gotten to today's episode <laughs> anyway. <laughs> even this, like we're going today, we're going to cover one chapter. Yes, you can't. It, and it is a it chapter. It would be it, is it a would chapter. be a crime against society <laughs> to glaze over the chapters in this book so so carelessly. And, and like we said, our goal after the last few seasons was, hey, let's speed up these comparisons. Like these can be you know hyper summarized. We're spending too long on on yeah. this, but. We are covering Chapter 5 and only Chapter 5 today, Curing the Joker. Yeah. Because it deserves its day in court, my friend. And today... <laughs> today is that day. Your Honor, may I approach the bench to present to you Case File, Book 3, The Secret of the Old Mill, Chapter 5, Curing the Joker. Curing the Joker. 
Beautiful. I like that. That was a good uh, segue. Um, interestingly, about this chapter, the I feel like this chapter is both a self-fulfilling prophecy and mm-hmm. a beacon of what life was like almost yeah. 100 years ago. I, this is yeah. 1927. We're here in, in 2020. This is 93 years ago. The world's a different place. And not only are the boys doing some ridiculous things, but the, the like meta layer here is that this book that we're reading spends a whole chapter, which does not advance the plot in any way. You could remove yep. this chapter, and they did in the rewrite, and the book, the book would be just fine. Play out the exact same. But the yeah. boys have the time to just beat each other up and wrestle on the road. <laughs> They're just being boys. And this author has the time to toss in a chapter about it. <laughs> Why not? What else he are we to... going to do, he says. <laughs> he says, I have to hit 200 pages. What if I put some pranks and some physical activity into a chapter? Does he hit yes, 200 that's pages? that's exactly... I, I believe 212. so. 212. I mean, remember... Which, which yeah, I think the, is evidence that he could chop out these four pages. <laughs> it would have been fine. But instead, we're going to explore like one of the, the minutia. Uh, the Straddlemeyer Syndicate, one of its requirements was it had to hit X amount of pages, and I'm pretty sure it's 200. And that's how it is nowadays, too. Like, you get certain amount of money if your book is above 220. That's why when you're reading a book that's like 220 pages or 230, it always feels like there's about 45 pages that could have been cut out. It's like, oh, this author is just ranting about nothing right now. See, I would just squeeze those margins and double space it. I've been to college, my that's friend. That's what I would do. Yeah. I've, I have read certain books uh, that one page has one word on it. Yeah, I feel like I, I've written a book <laughs> like that. That's what I would do. Are you kidding me? And, and not a children's book either. These are these are grown people books. Uh, we read more than just children's book. I know this pod podcast makes it seem like it's only children's uh, young adults books that we dive Thank into. Thank you, young, young adults. Young adults, yes. Okay, listen. I know all about the Hunger Games. Okay, I've read all of them. Okay, those are big boy books. Speaking of Hunger Games, oh nice. Jer- yeah. Jerry's hungry in the beginning of this episode. Hey, Jerry. Jerry's got a little tum tum. Uh, a little tum-tum rumble. So, after, uh, I think when we last left them, uh, they were talking to Mr. Hardy and Mrs. Hardy about the, the counterfeiting. So, they're back in school. Yeah. They're back hanging out with the chums. Um, and uh, and Jerry Gilroy was obligated to dismiss baseball from his mind in a frantic mm. attempt to catch up with his geometry in Latin. That somehow appeared to keep perpetually ahead of him. So baseball is on Jerry Gilroy's mind. And yeah, that's as it is with every boy in the 1930s. Yeah. Um, that and wrestling in the street, which we'll get to. Oh, yes. Yes. Thoroughly. Um, but so they, they finish out the week. Frank and Joe are, are sweated over the <laughs> ablative absolute and grumbled over the heroic exploits that could be resurrected from the deathless lines of Caesar and Virgil, if one could but distinguish verbs from nouns. So, 
Boys don't really know how to read. <laughs> no, not one bit. The the poor, poor boys. Um, but but they come to the conclusion that, you know what, it's better for us to go play outside. Yes. We're not books men, we're outdoorsmen. So Friday night, they emerge from the haze of declensions and vocabularies, axioms and theorems, equations and symbols in which they had been engulfed all week and decided that Saturday should see them as far away from school as possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The author really seems to be enjoying the idea of bashing school as well. (laughs) Yeah, I know, and I like that. Like, he's definitely on the boys' side. There isn't any judgment to saying, like, yeah, sorry you had to read Shakespeare, kids. Sorry you had to culture yourself a little bit. (laughs) Sorry that you have to learn a dead language. Yeah, it's not going to come in handy, fellas. Sorry about that. No, no one speaks this, uh, but you're going to learn it, and you're going to have a bad time, okay? And you're just going to think about <laughs> you're baseball. You're going to have a bad time. You're going to have a bad time. Uh, so they want to go out. Let's get out of the city altogether, suggested Frank, and the Hardy Boys left the classroom on Friday afternoon. What say we all go for a hike out in the country? Suits me, it agreed suits Jeff. Me. Oh, go ahead, sir. Oh, yeah. Suits me, agreed Chet. No motorcycles either. Let's walk. He's country now. Yeah, I also like that, that the Chet is the one going for the— Wants to get a little healthy walk. Yeah, I feel like they would have used the opportunity to bash him where he would have been like, you know, let me ride on a motorcycle. (laughs) You're going to have to carry me. (laughs) I need a motorcycle. I will meet you there. Don't carry me too fast. (laughs) I have asthma. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't jostle me <laughs> I have an upset stomach I have a lot of water weight in my tummy right now and if you shake me I'm like a magic eight ball and I'll answer no maybe or yes <laughs> <laughs> it is decidedly so <laughs> we need to make a chat magic eight ball <laughs> Little, little a, fat now that you shake. Rotund. You shake it and some <laughs> apples fall out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the only answer is chicken sandwich time. And it, and for some or, reason uh, it plays Don't Worry, Be Happy. <laughs> We're going to have to partner with Everything Jimmy. Everything is just the Billy. Yeah, that's that's going to have to happen. Uh, so Jerry, Jerry, you know, weighs in. Good idea. Unless, he said hopefully, you fellows would rather come up to campus and have baseball practice. Do you play baseball, David, or did you? I love baseball. But the thing is, I'm too impatient for baseball. I just like smacking the ball. You're I a just batting, like batting cages guy. I'm a batting cages guy. Yes. Okay. I just like hitting yeah, things. Yeah, and, and that's fine. The... The idea of like four guys having baseball practice, yeah, seems like it. It wouldn't be that like yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna take some some cuts, if you wanna, you know, somebody yeah. pitches and somebody hits, that's fine. Don't call that practice though. In the same way, we're like, I'm an ultimate frisbee player. If there's four yeah. of us playing catch, let's not kid ourselves and say we practiced today. <laughs> like that, you just played catch. You ran around and you played catch. Yeah, you goofed off. You had a good time. Um, but so so Biff says another smart remark like that out of you, and I'll practice my famous left hook on your jaw. 
Oh, yeah. Violence. I like that, dude. For you suggesting know, those... we practice baseball. Yeah, I will well, Biff's got punch those, you in the head. those long arms, <laughs> those long arms and that short temper. I will punch you in the and head I love from that. 200 yards away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Biff Hooper. Hey, listen, you make another remark like that, then my arm and my fist is the baseball bat and your head is the ball, and I'm getting a home run. That's, and at some point, <laughs> Biff Hooper became Joe Pesci. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a teenage Joe well, Pesci. Biff, Biff is a clown name, let's be honest. That's a good title, Teenage Joe Pesci. I like that title a lot, actually. Teenage Joe Pesci? I'm just a teenage Joe Pesci. Okay. Yeah. You can have it, man. <laughs> there's there's something there. We're going to find an opportunity it. to put you on camera, and your Chiron at the bottom will say, David Pitt, Teenage Te- Joe Pesci. Teenage Joe Pesci. Yeah, please. Please. Um, so, uh, so we're, we're getting to the good part here. One of the good parts. Oh yeah. So Jerry's like, all right, all right. I just thought I'd mention it. And then Chet chimes in. You can go ahead and take Southern Chet again. Uh, I already forgot the voice. I'm just going to do something different. Uh, and I just thought you'll forget about it. Oh wait. And I just think you'll forget about it. Said Chet. You'll come along on this hike with us. Here, have an apple and keep quiet. He dug I like he that. dug into the inexhaustible recesses <laughs> of his pockets and produced a slightly shopworn apple, which he thrust into Jerry's hands. There. Oh, sorry, that's you. There. See if that'll keep you quiet for a while. Now I've seen photos. Of the 1920s. Uh, and, yeah. and for example, Shawshank Redemption. Great film. Great he film. digs a tunnel and then uses his large pants and pockets yeah. <laughs> to distribute the dirt out into the yard <laughs> subtly. So yeah. I get that there's room in pants, but I'm, I still just can't picture a 1920s flashlight in a waterproof carrying case Apples, screwdriver, pliers. <laughs> there is entire this manuals. This is Mary Poppins trousers that the boys yeah. are wearing. Just like pull out a six foot floor lamp. I got you. Yeah, they're just all clowns. They're all wearing clown clothes. One of them's named Biff. One of yeah, <laughs> they're all clowns. Also, I gotta say, if someone just reached into their dirty pockets. And produced a shop-worn apple. I'd be like, get that away from me. I'm not going to eat that. That's been in your nasty, sweaty pockets all day. Yeah, odds are you haven't washed your one pair of pants yet this month. <laughs> yeah. There's a screwdriver yeah. sticking out of this apple. It's not. This is the fuzziest apple I've <laughs> ever seen. Where'd it come from, Kashyyyk? <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> That's a Wookiee reference. It's good. It's, a... it's good. Yeah, thank you. Um. I think so right now, like so many things, I I'm reframing them within our present time coronavirus pandemic context of like, you know, you, you, you watch movies, you watch TV shows and you see like a room full of people and you're like, Oh my God, you can't do that. Yeah. Remember how, remember what it was like to not be worried about dying all the time. Yeah. But this is 1927, which is less than 10 years after the flu pandemic 
of 1918 yes. and 19. Yes. How is that also not like I imagine it's going to take me a while, even once there's a vaccine and you know there's it is safe to live again. I feel like yeah. I'm going to be in this place where if somebody pulls an apple out of their pocket for me, like, yeah, yeah, no, I would, I would sooner chug hand sanitizer. Yeah. Well, you know, these boys were just told that, you know, they have to go outside and get some, some microbes. They got to get that good bacteria. <laughs> and that's what that apple is filled with. It's good bacteria. It's healthy for your immune system as you get older. Chet's like, well, I need a healthier immune system. I don't eat much, uh, much, uh, much good foods. There, so again, Chet is just changing his voice. There's been a study that shows that children who grow up with dogs that are allowed to like lick them and you know lick. all that, those kids have asthma at a much, re- much reduced rate than kids who grow up without a dog. Nice. Okay. Is it only in dogs or do cats work? I, I believe it's mostly dogs. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Dogs are filthy, disgusting animals, and I love it. Yeah, I know. When you come over, my dog starts licking you, and you do nothing. You, you're trying to avoid getting asthma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David, it's too late. Dude, at a certain point, I'm just chugging milk, and I'm just like, it's good for my bones. <laughs> I think you've grown past that just a little bit. No, not my bones. Uh, Jerry... Fresh from the Depression, who could never resist anything in the nature of food, accepted the donation eagerly. Where should we go on this hike, he asked, raising the fruit to his lips. I feel like Ofortuna is playing as the apple is raising. It's all in slow motion. Well, you and I know what's happening, but the first time reading through... He's just eating a, a weird, gross apple from Chet's sweaty pocket. We don't, we don't yeah, know what's I, about to happen. Th- that's very true. Swap Warren got me thinking uh, that it was a wooden apple. So I'm waiting for his teeth just to, to crunch under this thing. <laughs> just has lifelong dental problems as on account of this <laughs> prank from the Joker. He just has George Washington teeth. It's fine. <laughs> um. Uh, I was thinking we could go up to Carl Strummer's farm, suggested Joe. Mother was saying she wondered if Strummer would let her have any cherries to can this year. This would be a good time to ask. Suits me, said Jerry. And Sean, what does he do? Oh, I'm reading about did George Washington actually have wooden teeth? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, we'll get to uh, what happens after uh, a quick George Washington break. No, he didn't really have wooden teeth. Ah, uh, okay. They were aluminum, like jaws? They were made of rare hippopotamus <laughs> ivory, human teeth, and metal fasteners. Oh, that's right! That's right! I, oh, actually, yeah, there's actually a, a, a dark thing about who the human teeth belong to. Yeah, his slaves. Uh, that's a, yeah, yeah, it's a terrible dive into history. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get back to slightly re- less racist, but only slightly. <laughs> well, that, the sad thing is, it's just slightly let's less. Let's fast forward 150 years. This is years, terrible. <laughs> oh, where it's at no, least a different, illegal. An oppression of different people coming up here. Um, so yeah, so, so Jerry takes a bite of the apple. 
Then an expression of pained surprise crossed his face to be replaced by a look of ghastly realization. Tears spurted to his eyes, and his jaws worked convulsively. Then he emitted a gurgle of agony, spluttered, spat out the apple, and began to dance around on the pavement, waving his arms in the air. I'll let you portray Chet. <laughs> Speaking of the racist times, Chet comments, clapping his hands, Indian war dance. Fine work, oh Jerry. Goodness. Do it again. Oh, Pepper! I'm burning up! Water! Call the fire brigade, advised Chet, bursting into a shriek of laughter. And I imagine the fire brigade is just the little rascals with a hose that has too much PSI for them. So it's lifting them up and <laughs> They're all down. riding it like a horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it turns out that uh, there's a mouthful of red pepper that was in the hollow apple. Now, I do so Yeah. Let's yeah, get into it. No, yeah, you ex- you explain what this exactly means cuz to me it was like they drilled a hole in the apple and then they just stuck cayenne pepper in it. But they're saying the apple is completely hollowed out and filled with actual red peppers? I'm confused. I'm also confused. Okay, yeah. I, I don't understand <laughs> the physics of it. I don't know how you would touch it in your hand. Like, the first thing I would do with an apple, especially a shop-worn apple from somebody's sweaty pocket, is I would <laughs> yeah. I would firmly rub it on my shirt in an attempt to clean yeah. it. And I feel like if yeah. it were hollow and filled with pepper of some kind, like, you would just crush it. Like, before, before you would be able to really put the pressure that you know an apple can take. Yeah. It would just crumble in your hand and you'd be like, oh, you almost got me, you joker. You <laughs> racist joker. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. And like you said, it would have to be so hollow because your bite is what? Maybe if you take a big bite, I take big bites of apples. That's about a half an inch of a bite. Yeah, you're going to have to. I mean, to actually also get into a red pepper, that means you would have to make it a quarter of an inch is the actual hollowed out portion uh, or, you know, the skin around the hollowed out portion. That's some, that's some, uh, that's some good drilling or whatever they did. Some good carving, some good uh, woodsmanship, some shop craftery, which I guess is why it was shop worn. Um, I've got a, you know, I would have just taken a pepper and painted it to look like an apple. Yeah. What what I'm curious about is Oh, interesting. I'm I'm in another internet rabbit hole here. But my, my thought was yeah. were apples that big back then or were they kind of small to where like you could finish an apple in like three or four mm. bites? Because like with modern farming and stuff, we've everything's bigger. Like grapes are like we've we've bred these fruits to to yeah. be larger um so it could be that instead of the apple we're picturing it could have been a smaller thing where yeah you go you go ham on bite 1 and you get you know you're right. almost to the core it's like on the that size first bite. of a cherry yeah or or a crab yeah. apple or a crab oh i love crab apples um 
But then I just saw uh, a history.com uh, search result that says how apples became a weapon against the Great Depression. Oh, look at that. Makes sense. But we should also find out one day if you can easily fill and hollow out an apple. Is that, well, so is I'm, that what I'm, you're diving into? Well, I, I just typed in pepper apple just because I'm curious what comes up. And uh, there is actually just something called the apple pepper. Interesting. That is a thing. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll do how how to <laughs> get a pepper <laughs> inside an apple. <laughs> also, when they say red pepper, is that cayenne? I thought it was Because I'm thinking like a In red bell mind. pepper, which is actually not that hot. No, not at all. For for you to make this big of a deal, it has to be cayenne, or it has to be like a. Uh, I just know the term as an Indian ghost pepper. Yeah. So uh, it would have to be something. A that habanero just... pepper. Yes. If only we had it a listener. Spicy. If only we had a listener who knew some of the nuances of food ingredients, um, who could you know point us in the right direction. But alas. Well, I guess yeah. Keith works at a sandwich well, shop and is therefore the most, the foremost no authority longer. on food. No longer. Oh, he's not. A th- he's gone. Oh. He's, he's got a, uh, a video job now, editing for a television show. Nice. Congrats, yeah. Keith. Look at that. Well, then I guess uh, none of uh, our listeners of know anything about Meats. food. No, we have one friend who claims, but he just makes uh, lasagna <laughs> for $900. And, <laughs> For $900, and the cheese is crusty. I mean, that's not lasagna. Okay, I, I told him that even Garfield would, would say no to this lasagna for $900, charging people during a pandemic. Can you Terrible. believe it? I can, coming from this person. Um, so I, I, I just, there's one other thing we need to get to here in this whole scene. Um, but <laughs> one of my favorite characters. Jerry's looking for a drinking fountain. <laughs> And is stumbling blindly uh, into a bed of flowers that's in his path, um, and he he encounters McBain, who is the janitor. McBain, tell me about McBain. He's a cantankerous John. individual. Whoa, oh, I love that. Um, and they do him the honor of writing him in broken English. Awawiye. Uh, <laughs> he bellowed, "Awa frame a flower, ye lung, ye young limb, I'll ha ye report it." Now, Sean, what kind of nationality uh, would would speak like this? Where would you have to be from to uh, have this kind of dialect? See, just reading these syllables, which are mostly vowels, it's hard to say. Yeah. But I would say it's baby talk. Yeah. It does seem like he's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we are, he bellowed. Oh, well, from a flowers, ye young lady. Uh, but apparently, McBain always lapsed into broad scotch when his temper was aroused. Ah, <laughs> oh, so he's a Scotchman. Uh, so he starts chasing him around uh, and yelling at him. Uh, sputtering unintelligible phrases that could only have been understood in the remotest reaches of Caledonia. 
Ooh. I had the. Do you know where Caledonia is? Caledonia, yes. It's uh, on the other side of the world. Uh, so Caledonia is what Scotland used to be called before it was Scotland. Um, however, ah. about 90 minutes from St. Louis is Caledonia, Missouri. Oh, no way. Which is alive and well. Uh, I wonder... Dude, there's a lot of cool little places in Missouri. They got a lot of nice little spots. I gotta look up some uh, some images of this. Caledonia, Missouri. Um, wonder what kind of attractions they have. While you do that, I'm gonna I'm gonna blaze ahead here a little bit um, to Blazing. to bring us up to the break. But so uh, they decide that they're gonna um, they're gonna decide what they're gonna do tomorrow. This is still Friday night, um, and so as a result of their arrangements, the Hardy Boys met their chums. Um, they decided to meet at the Hardy's house Saturday morning. And yeah. so I propose we take a quick break and then come back to, uh, the story here and finish this last, this last series of pranks. Oh man, there's actually quite a bit left. Yeah. We're, we're, we're Googling things more <laughs> than we're talking yeah. about the book. It turns out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm down. Let's let's hear a sweet commercial break. And with that, the boys took a break. A little ad. Do I hit stop? No. I always forget. No. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's Do what you I just thought. want to say we're back? Go ahead. And we're back. Oh, baby. Yeah. So the boys are meeting on Saturday morning, um, and... Uh, the Phil and Tony are meeting them, Biff and Jerry. Um, they're all hanging out in the Jerry. gym, uh, hitting the punching bag. Chet almost broke his neck attempting some complicated maneuvers on the parallel bars. <laughs> uh, Classic. Just Chet. some fun stuff. Um, and uh, they start walking out, walking out to the country. They're going to go out to, uh, to Willow River um, and visit some farm that might let them have cherries, Mr. Carl Stummer's farm. Um, yeah, but let's see here. Um, they were danger. They were, I'm sorry. They were decorous enough while they were in the city limits, but once they struck the dusty country roads, their natural activity asserted itself country and they wrestled and tripped one another, ran impromptu <laughs> races, picked berries by the roadside and laughed and shouted without a care in the world. Dude, that sounds like a Saturday to me. That sounds awesome. What? Also, how old are these boys? <laughs> yeah, they're 15 and 16, wrestling and picking berries on the road. Um, I just, as, as we get into these last couple pranks, and, and yeah. this behavior and giving Jerry an apple that was full of pepper, there was a, a thing on, on, in YouTube culture several years ago uh, that was always ended with the expression it's a prank bro uh, have, have you nope so no idea there was this like prank videos were getting a whole lot of views and there were a bunch of people who were doing prank channels but what they would do is like hurt someone or like shatter someone's car window and when the oh people got angry they'd be like oh relax bro it's a prank it's a prank bro but it <laughs> it's not a prank you're just hurting <laughs> yeah. someone yeah like have you ever have you ever been pranked or pranked someone 
Yeah. What, tell oh, me, yeah. Tell me, what was your prank? Either uh, giving or receiving. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. And I'm still mad about it. A, a man named Curly in winter put a it was like shaving cream or something on my windshield. So it stuck to my windshield and it was impossible to get off. And I still have issues with my windshield to this day. That was 10 years ago. So because he did that, I had a bunch of friends who worked at Ronnie's. They stole a bunch of toilet paper, like huge rolls. So we TP'd his house. Uh, it was on his birthday too. We got a birthday cake and threw it on his front windshield and wrote happy birthday and frosting. We TP'd the house. We TP'd the pool. Uh, <laughs> we just, we destroyed his property. It, it was pretty bad. He got he got in a lot of trouble, and he told us that he got in trouble. So we did it again the next night. <laughs> See, now now that that feeds into this dark side of is that really a prank or are you no, just destroying someone's no, property and destruction. laughing about it? Yeah, we instead of pranking him, we were harming his parents, and it was wrong. So, as an, uh, let me tell you, my, th there's a, a tradition uh, in the uh, fraternity house uh, where I come from, where yeah. where the freshmen who do not yet live in the fraternity house pull a prank on the the guys who do live in the house, um, and I like this one one great prank was they uh, took everyone's license plates off their cars. And yeah. put them in the middle of the the common room, and they they made a big sigma for their you know the name of the class, and uh, they made a sigma out of the license plates, and they left a screwdriver there, so everyone was inconvenienced, but nothing was broken, nothing was destructive, nothing was anything. Uh, it was just yeah. you know fun fun prank. <laughs> By contrast, there was another group who tied everyone's doors opened into their rooms, like out of the hallway. And so they tied everyone's oh, door yeah. handles together so you could not get out of your room. And I argue that that's just unsafe. That's not like a fun, oh, you got us. Like, what if somebody starts choking in that room? Like, what if there's a, you know, a problem? A fire? Yeah, <laughs> yeah worst case, a fire. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a good prank. Um, my freshman class, what we did to the house, we were very proud of. It took like two weeks of planning and buying uh, five thousand four hundred and forty-seven cups. Little little yeah, cups, that's a lot of yeah. cups, like Dixie yeah. cups. Uh, and we filled these cups with water, and covered the entire first floor of the house. So it was a two-story, yeah. it was a three-story house. Everyone lived on the second and third stories. The first uh, floor was all common space. And so we completely covered it in cups of water so that you could not leave without, you know, spilling cups of water. It was a huge inconvenience. So we did this at like four o'clock in the morning, uh, you know, covered the first floor. And then we blew air horns in the stairwells and ran. And nice. so everyone woke up and they could not leave the house without dealing with, they didn't want to spill all the water, obviously. Um, and they couldn't really get to like any trash cans to like, you know, pour the water in. And <laughs> yeah. It was a wonderfully inconveniencing <laughs> prank, but nothing was damaged. It was just, t right. so that to me is what a prank is. Hurting someone yeah. and being like, it's a prank. Relax. <laughs> I, I despise that. And that's what Chet is all about. 
Like and and, yeah. and these boys and oh like, yeah, baby, the, you're darn the Apple full of pepper is just pain. There's po- there's a possibility that someone could have a wild allergic reaction or like yeah. just you know whatever blood pressure comes he along. He got choked with- to yeah. death. Yeah, he could have been beaten yeah. to death by the Scotsman. <laughs> it's a, there's no <laughs> shortage of dangers here. McBain, yes, Bain's the name. Bain. The name like McBain, you can expect the brain. <laughs> That's what his shirt said. <laughs> name like McBain, you can expect the pain, baby. Oh, McBain. Um, yeah. So they they go to the Willow River. Uh, finally, a kiss, another consistency between the old book and the new book still is the Willow River that they're going to. Yes, that hasn't changed. Uh, and for over an hour, they splashed about in the cool water. Um, and Chet was the first to come ashore, and the others would have remained much longer had it not been for the discovery that their thoughtful companion, after getting dressed, was busying himself in the time-honored pastime of tying their clothes in knots. <laughs> so he's just... What a... Oh. He's practicing his bow lines. <laughs> I don't... I, I'm i very picky about how my clothing fits. And, like, if I have a T-shirt where, like, the, the collar gets stretched out, it's gone. It's out of the rotation for me. I'm not going to wear a T-shirt with a stretched-out oh, collar. That's not my style. Uh, I li- I yeah. like the feeling of a snug of you know a well fitting shirt. You, you like a well fitted shirt. I like the actual stretched out collars, the baggier clothes. But you don't want them like asymmetrically stretched out. You just want a, a loose fitting shirt. Oh, I don't care either way. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> well, what Chet is doing here is like it's gonna stretch the sleeves of these shirts and the pants. Like he's ruining everyone's clothing. And it's this whole, like, relax, it's a prank, bro. I'm just breaking your clothes. Relax. I put a little fiberglass on the inside of everyone's shirts. (laughs) Relax, it's a prank, bro. (laughs) Chet, we're bleeding. It's just a prank. It's fake blood. Ashton Kutcher comes out. You've been pumped. (laughs) He's bleeding. (laughs) His clothes are also stretched. Um. (laughs) <laughs> so whereupon they scramble out of the water and chased the chubby one into the shelter of oh, some yeah. bushes uh, whence they were unable to pursue him further because the thorns hurt their bare feet and they were forced to retreat. Also, I just, I, it needs to be known that the actual line in the book is, and chased the chubby one. Yeah, yeah. This that's isn't Sean just mean. making a joke. Like, <laughs> that's that not me body shaming a teenager. What it says. <laughs> yeah, they chased the chubby one. <laughs> um, but so, uh, hopping toward the riverbank while Chet jeered at them from the covert. Go ahead, David. You've earned it. Chaw on the beef. Chaw on the beef. <laughs> he cried in the time-honored way. Now, this is the very first thing you ever texted me when you started reading the new book. Chaw on the Chaw beef. Chaw on the beef. I don't know what, what it means. A term. I don't want to know what it means. I just, it's brilliant, and that's that. It's very brilliant. Like, all I can find when I type in chaw on the beef is chaw beef. And uh, I don't know what it means. Uh, 
and we may never know in the time-honored way. Um, just you wait. Oh, spluttered. Oh, okay. Oh? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. So uh, before heading into the water, I don't know if this is from the Hardy Boys, but here's a site that, uh, yeah, that it was the the trick. It was called to chaw beef, and it was a pra- practical and jo- a practical joke that. Uh, involved tying tight knots into shirts and pants of the bather. When the victim came out of the water, he would need to use his teeth along with fingers to get the knots out. And any onlooker would just cheer, chaw beef, chaw beef, as the knots were undone. So I guess it, the the idea is you have to bite at it and use your hands like you would. Like a dog chewing on rawhide. Yes, before utensils were invented in 1997. (laughs) Well, just you wait, spluttered Joe, chewing on a knot with all his might. Uh, So they're mad at Chet. uh, And when they untied the knots, they gave chase and the plump jester was soon winded, although he had had a good start. He puffed and panted as they chased him down the road in the dust Uh, They caught up to him at the entrance to the lane leading to Carl Stummer's farm, forcibly divested him of his hiking boots, socks, and necktie, and proceeded to wreak revenge. And that was a detail that struck me a little bit of, Chet's wearing a necktie? (laughs) (laughs) What is he, Fred? (laughs) He's got an ascot on? (laughs) Why... Why for this day of wrestling on the dusty roads and swimming, we're like, oh... I'll wear a nice yeah. tie today. Chet, before they actually had mirrors, like as the Romans, he was just looking into a piece of brass, just like in the morning. And he was tying his little necktie. He's like, the guys are really going to like this. Yeah, I look, it I look brings quiet. out my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad everything's black and white. He uses it to hold up his second chin to make it look like he just has one. <laughs> he tucks his other one down into it. <laughs> yeah, down the necktie. It's like tucking in your shirt. You've got to tuck the stomach in a little bit. Wearing the pants extra high like Robert Mitchum. He's a Mitchum man. He's a Mitchum man. <laughs> uh, we'll cure you of practical jokes for a while. By the way, these are not practical jokes. This is hurting people yeah. and laughing. This is wrecking someone's clothes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we'll cure you uh, f- from your practical jokes for a while, promised Frank with a grin, as he cast one boot into a field wherein a bad-natured bull was grazing and the other oh into a field at the other side of the lane with a heavy growth of thistles around the fence. Uh, another great prank. Here, you're... <laughs> your boot is by an animal that could kill you. And if you get and if you get gored, there's no way we're making it to, you know, the town medic who's going to put a leech on it uh because we yeah. walked here on the dusty road. You're going to It's okay. You could you, die today, you, Chet. Chet Chet knows that he can apply pressure with the uh with the necktie. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the a, reason he's wearing that's it. That's a tourniquet. Yeah, that feeling, yeah. This <laughs> field medicine. That's why I brought the red one, guys. Well we don't that's we don't know what else is one. in his pockets. There could be exactly. there could be a whole first what kind aid of medical kit? bandages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isotopic rubbing alcohol. Hydrogen I've got peroxide. 70% and 90%. <laughs> you have both? 
I also got liquid bandage. Is that even a thing <laughs> yet? Did, no. I made it myself. I have an old tire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. MacGyvered it out of old tires. Uh, see if you're as good at untying knots as you are at tying them, added Jerry, as he twisted Chet's necktie into a veritable Chinese puzzle. Huh. And now see how it feels to walk around in your bare feet, suggested Phil, as he hung one of Chet's socks over the limb of a tree some distance down the road and placed the other in the middle of a clump of brambles. So then then Biff, Hooper, and Tony released uh, Chet. They had been sitting on him in the middle of the lane while the others were performing their kindly offices. We'll see you down at the farm, said Biff airily. So again, not a prank, but I get it. This is revenge. But yeah, but They're, the difference between well, <laughs> eating a peppery apple and having your shirt tied in knots and putting your yeah. boot next to a bad-natured bull, <laughs> it's Did, just another my, level. My initial thought was, Jesus, is this a prank or a saw trap? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is something that j- you're going to wake up with a tape recorder next to you. <laughs> that is terrible. Boys will be boys. <laughs> God. Oh man. You know what's oh, you know what's awful? And and huh. why the country is in the state that it currently is? Is that if this was the normal for for 15, 16 year olds in the 20s, um, and if for the next 10 or 15 years this book, uh, these books remained unironically popular with yeah. with this age group where, where they then thought this was fun. Be like, I wonder how many people did the uh, the Shaw beef prank after reading it in this book. But this aggression and just mindless masculinity, these people then grew up to be senators, congressmen, aldermen, uh, police officers. Like these people who thought pain was funny went on in the 40s and 50s to make all the rules and laws that still affect us to this day. Yes. So – when when large swaths of the American public are being told to essentially chaw on that beef, <laughs> I think we can point a finger back to this. Which I'm curious about the children reading this, like these books when they were coming out, especially this one. What was the uh, the death toll of bull related accidents in the 30s, in the early 30s? Also, if they're in like. New England, where is there? A, why is there a bull? <laughs> I don't. Why is there know. just a bull in a field? <laughs> if you, I mean, to have a cow is one thing, and yeah. if you have a bull, it's probably to breed cows. But why would you right. just have a single bull? Like, what good does a bull do other than fighting? Yeah, well, maybe that's what they did with it. Maybe that's why the bull was there, was to uh, to practice bullfighting. Maybe Carl Stummer is the famous matador. Yes, I wouldn't doubt that. He runs the—it's not run with the bulls, it's run with the bull. 
because they could only afford to Operation Dumbo <laughs> drop one. This is the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have more yeah, than exactly. one pole. Guys, they can only afford one helicopter to drop this thing in. <laughs> the hell is a helicopter? Chet, where'd you get liquid Band-Aid and the helicopter? <laughs> the helicopter is just a bicycle that has like a ceiling fan attached to a long aluminum rod. No, it's that uh it's that one that looks like two symbols where you you uh you pedal and like the the two giant symbols clap overhead. Those ones are great. Those those are fantastic. I'd like to get uh, my pilots. I'd like to be certified to fly those. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's literally just the ones that you put a quarter into. (laughs) (laughs) Just go little rides that go fucking down barely. Yeah. Oh man, I haven't seen those in forever. So the the chapter ends with Chet. uh, Chet was forced to retrieve his clothes when he sought to regain his boot from the pasture. The bull saw him and rushed toward him with a bellow. Chet, in bare feet, reached the fence in time uh, and tumbled over into the bushes with the rescued boot. Then he had to step... So they just walked through. He got all his clothes back. And uh, yeah. And when they last saw him, he was sitting by the roadside, picking thistles from his feet and gazing hopelessly at his necktie. Oh. Man, <laughs> give up on the necktie, Chet. You didn't need it. You still don't. It's fine. That's such a sad ending. He's just picking these, yeah, like... His uh, feet are sharp... bleeding. Yeah. Oh, Chet. And he's just prying them out with his fingers and just hopelessly looking up. And I imagine it's a slow zoom on the necktie and then a slow zoom into his teared-up eyes. <laughs> and then that the theme song... Or not the theme song, but the song from the Hulk when he's... Uh, when he's trying to hitch a ride, do 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 on the piano is just playing. Oh, I was gonna say it does that slow zoom in and plays O Fortuna again as Chet's planning <laughs> his revenge. They've just I like that he's even just more. Snapped into just a manic <laughs> maniac. Um, yeah. So it ends with Joe saying, you know, he's cured for a while now, uh, and they uh, came up to the barnyard of Stummer's farm. Cure him. Never, exclaimed Frank. He'll be making us all step before the day is out. And I don't know what that means, but I guess that means he'll do more pranks again. Uh, Yeah, I don't doubt that. I imagine Biff Hooper also pulls out a screwdriver and a hammer, and he's just like, if Chet does anything else, I'll cure him real good. (laughs) I will stab him (laughs) in the torso. It's a prank, bro. (laughs) Oh, these boys. These boys are violent. So we have learned nothing in this chapter to help the story along other than they're going to visit Carl Stummer. Yes. Get some sweet, sweet cherries, dude. And we and we learned I hope this I hope the Scotsman is a reoccurring character. Yeah, McBain. Yeah, if if McBain is not in this more, I will be upset. He's the new smuff. I would like to see well, there's still an old Smuff, which is fantastic, who we may see. Oh, yeah. S- Smuff is still yeah. great. But if we could have Smuff, McBain, and... Uh... Oh, shoot. What was his name? Uh... Which one? L- uh, Lem... Ganny? No. Oh, Lem, Lem Millers? Millers? Thank you. You're talking about <laughs> Lem Millers? 
Yeah, dude. Man, how do I, I not know the name of you pull it out? That's I know. impressive. Well, uh, Laziest so man in nine Bre- counties. <laughs> Brett Hoy has a Lem Billers impersonation. He used to send me voice text <laughs> of him doing his Lem Billers. It, it always had me in tears. It's the funniest voice I've ever heard. Uh-huh. I mean, of course, he got that from our uh, $99, $99 accent uh, workshop. Uh, accent workshop which used to be 200 now we're offering it for 100 quarantine special uh for two installments for two installments of a hundred dollars yeah we want we it's it's our way of saying thank you it's our way of saying thank you exactly and, and these times of you know uh of uh people like losing their jobs and things like that we we're okay with uh slashing prices from 200 to two installments of a hundred two installments of 99.99 Oh, there exactly. Is a cost Sorry, yeah, ninety nine, ninety nine. Yes, yes. So we're we're slashing left and right for you guys. Well, I am exhausted. This was this was an emotional this was drain quite on the chapter. me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say shoot us a message on Instagram if uh, you like or don't like uh, us going into these, you know, Google rabbit holes. But we're not going to see any of those messages. Correct. So if you drop us a email at our website, which is hardyandsonspodcast.com under contact, send us an email and or if you're friends with us, send us a text. Yeah. Always, always an option. Yeah. Um, well, I just I I physically cannot do any more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Until I'm. Oh, oh, go ahead, David. I'm sorry. No, no, I want you to take it. I was gonna say, don't try. I don't remember how these go. Uh, I think we're, I think we're, we're, we're using the part. This was, this is part three uh, of the comparisons. So well, I was gonna I, say I physically can't take any more until we get to part four. Well, I hope their vicious pranks bring in a wild boar. When we get to part four, that'll be it. That'll be it. That'll do her.